Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. April of 1986 saw the accident at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in Ukraine. Eight months later, workers who entered a corridor beneath the damaged number four reactor discovered a startling phenomenon. Some sort of black lava had flowed out from the reactor core, as if it had been some kind of human-made volcano. One of the hardened masses was particularly startling, and the crew nicknamed it the elephant's foot because it had flowed into a massive wrinkled shape resembling an elephant's foot. Sensors told the workers that the lava formation was so highly radioactive that it would take just five minutes for a person to get a lethal amount of exposure from it. A decade later, the U.S. Department of Energy's International Nuclear Safety Project, which collected hundreds of pictures of Chernobyl, obtained several images of the elephant's foot, which was estimated to weigh about two tons. Since then, the elephant's foot, which is known as a lava-like fuel-containing material, or LFCM, has remained a macabre object of fascination. But what is it? Because the elephant's foot was so radioactive, scientists at the time used a camera on a wheel to photograph it. A few researchers got close enough to take samples for analysis. What they found was that the elephant's foot was not the remnants of nuclear fuel, or not nuclear fuel alone. Experts explain that the elephant's foot is composed of a rare substance called corium, which is produced in a nuclear accident when the nuclear fuel and parts of the reactor core structures overheat and melt together, forming a mixture. A corium has only formed on its own five times in history, once during the Three Mile Island accident in Pennsylvania in 1979, once at Chernobyl, and three times at the Fukushima plant disaster in Japan in 2011. For the article this episode is based on, How Stuff Works spoke via email with Edwin Lyman, 
director of nuclear power safety for the Union of Concerned Scientists. He said, If a core melt cannot be terminated, then eventually the molten mass will flow downward to the bottom of the reactor vessel and melt through, with a contribution of additional molten materials, dropping to the floor of the containment. The hot molten mass will then react with the concrete floor of the containment if there is one, again changing the composition of the melt. Depending on the type of reactor, the melt can spread and melt through the containment walls or continue to melt through the floor, eventually infiltrating groundwater. This is what happened at Fukushima. When the melt cools sufficiently, it will harden into a hard, rock-like material. How Stuff Works also spoke via email with Mitchell T. Farmer, a veteran nuclear engineer and program manager at the Argonne National Laboratory. He explained that corium looks, quote, a lot like lava, a blackish oxide material that gets very viscous as it cools down, flowing like sticky molten glass. The composition of a particular corium flow, and thus its appearance, will vary based on what materials melt together to make it. Uh, For example, the elephant's foot has a brownish hue that comes from concrete made with a lot of silica, uh, basically glass. Uh, Part of it is always going to be uranium oxide fuel. Other ingredients include the fuel's coating, uh, typically an alloy of zirconium called zircaloy, and structural materials, which are mostly stainless steel composed of iron. A farmer said, depending on when water is resupplied to cool the corium, the corium composition can evolve in time. As steam boils off, steam can react with metals in the corium, uh, zirconium and steel, to produce hydrogen gas, the effects of which you saw during the reactor accidents at Fukushima. The oxidized materials in the corium are converted to oxides, causing the composition to change. But if the corium isn't cooled, it will move down through the reactor vessel, melting more structural steel along the way, which causes even more changes in its composition. A farmer said, If still undercooled, the corium can eventually melt through the steel reactor vessel and drop down onto the concrete floor of the containment. This happened all three reactors at Fukushima. The concrete that comes in contact with the corium will eventually heat up and begin to melt. Once the concrete melts, concrete oxides, uh, typically known as slag, are introduced into the melt, which causes the composition to evolve even further. The melting concrete also releases steam and carbon dioxide, which continue to react with metals in the melt to produce hydrogen and carbon monoxide, uh, causing still more changes in the corium's composition. The resulting mess that created elephant's foot is extremely dangerous. Generally, corium is much more hazardous than undamaged spent fuel because it's in a potentially unstable state that's more difficult to handle, package, and store. Lyman said, To the extent that corium retains highly radioactive fission products, uh, plutonium, and core materials that have become radioactive, a corium will have a high dose rate and remain extremely hazardous many decades or even centuries to come. And although it should be contained, doing so could be hazardous in itself. Uh, that's because very hard, solidified corium, like that of the elephant's foot, would have to be broken up to remove it from damaged reactors. And Lyman said, that will generate radioactive dust and increase hazards to workers and possibly the environment. 
But what's even more worrisome is that scientists don't know how corium might behave over the long term, like when it's stored at a nuclear waste repository. What they do know is the corium of the elephant's foot is likely not as active as it was, and that it is cooling down on its own, and will continue to cool. But it is still melting down and remains highly radioactive. In 2016, the new safe confinement shield, a giant structure of steel and concrete, was slid over Chernobyl to prevent any more radiation leaks from the nuclear power plant. Another steel structure was built within this containment shield to support the decaying concrete sarcophagus in Chernobyl's reactor number four. The new safe confinement would ideally help prevent a massive cloud of uranium dust from dispersing into the air in the case of an explosion in room 3052. Room 3052 was directly under the number four reactor core and has been showing signs of increased neutron emissions since 2016. It's totally inaccessible to humans because of the deadly radiation levels. And as fascinating as it is, nobody wants to see another elephant's foot. A farmer has spent most of his career studying nuclear accidents and working with corium in an effort to develop ways for plant operators to terminate an accident, uh, how much water to inject and where to inject it, and how fast water can cool the corium and stabilize it. He said, We do large experiments in which we produce corium with the real materials, but we use electrical heating to simulate decay heat instead of decay heating itself. We focused most of our work on studying the efficiency of water addition in quenching and cooling corium for various corium compositions. Thus, we are doing research on accident mitigation. The other end of it is accident prevention, and this is a principal focus area for the nuclear industry. Today's episode is based on the article, Chernobyl's Elephant's Foot is a Toxic Massive Corium, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Patrick J. Kiger. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. Canva helps you get your point across, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work.